are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Saturday, October 2nd, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan and coming to you from sunny South Florida. I am here in Miami Gardens in advance of tomorrow's week four clash between the Indianapolis Colts and the Miami Dolphins. And obviously the, the news that I wanted to dedicate today's show to is really just rooted in injuries and injuries on both sides of the fence for both the Miami Dolphins and the Indianapolis Colts because the developments that have unfolded over the past 24, 12 hours, I guess technically 16 hours since the official injury reports uh, for week four have dropped. Uh, There's been some changes in in availability on both sides and some significant ones. So we're going to start on the Dolphins side of things. And obviously the news that came out yesterday was Michael Dieter was injured in practice Uh, and is going to be out for the Indianapolis Colts game. Not only that, Michael Dieter is going to be out for an extended period of time. He is going on injured reserve, according to head coach Brian Flores, which is a big old fat buzzkill coming into week four because, in my opinion, Michael Dieter has been the Dolphins' most consistent and successful offensive lineman, Uh, but that is now derailed because he has a lower body injury of some kind, not super specified what it is. I think they had mentioned a foot was a part of the puzzle there. And, um, you know, just kind of the tone of the announcement in which he said, you know, Brian Flores said, we'll see how the rehab goes as far as when we see uh, Michael Dieter again. I don't get warm and fuzzies with that kind of link, though. So that stinks. And obviously there's a whole bunch of anxiety and apprehension from Dolphins fans everywhere and understandably so about the offensive line uh, because the performance through the first three weeks of the season has not been good. Uh, But but again, uh, I point to the struggles that the Dolphins have on their line and I still have a bigger issue with what you have at offensive tackle Obviously, Liam Eikenberg settling into playing on the right side uh, after being a natural left tackle, and Austin Jackson's development seemingly have flatlined on us. Um, then I do inside. I, I do think Robert Hunt. Uh, you can make that. The, you can point to positive things that Robert Hunt is doing on a weekly basis, even if his consistent level of play is not where you're going to want it to be to feel really good about him being a plus starter. Uh, you had Michael Dieter. Uh, Greg Manns is going to step into that role uh, for the Dolphins. And Manns is an experienced player. He's got starting experience at the NFL level. Uh, he checks those boxes that Miami likes. And thank goodness Miami did kick the tires and decided to acquire Greg Manns ahead of the uh, uh, the trade, uh, the, the start of the season uh, with a low draft pick traded uh, for Greg Manns because this is good insurance. And this is what Miami has done best, right, is they have done a really persistent effort. Uh, They've put their best foot forward to try to 
find good value depth, uh, but they did go all in. And I think we can all agree based on the early play this season, it was probably a mistake to be that far all in into um, just the players that you drafted for draft and develop purposes. Uh, but nevertheless, that's what they did. That's the boat we're in. Um, Michael Dieter's absence will hurt, uh, most notably next week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Expectations for that game. Uh, that's going to be a rough one. It was going to be a rough one with Michael Dieter. It's going to be an even more rough one without him and uh, Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. So that's kind of the big news for Miami. Do I expect a big drop-off to Greg Manns? Uh, hopefully not. Uh, I do think he's a respectable player. I think he's a, a capable utility offensive lineman who can step in for a short amount of time. And that's exactly what the Dolphins are going to be asking him to do uh, for them until Michael Dieter comes back. Now, if Michael Dieter doesn't come back, then that really takes the wind out of my sails for the enthusiasm that I have about the player development of Michael Dieter. I'll say what you will about Miami's ability to draft offensive linemen. I think you can point to Michael Dieter and say, well, they are capable of doing it, right? Because they did draft Michael Dieter in the third round. He started 15 games as a rookie. And then he sat his entire second season and comes back and changes position at center and is a serviceable starting center in the NFL in year three. Um, you would like to not just have serviceable offensive linemen in all five spots across the board, uh, but that's what Michael Dieter from a draft and develop standpoint, uh, you can kind of point to, okay, they are capable of doing it on the offensive line. So oh, does that give us more hope for the long-term forecast of Robert Hunt and potentially Solomon Kinley. And again, the common theme here is everything's inside. I thought the, the draft selection, and I've said this going all the way back to April, the selection of Liam Eikenberg was a departure from what they have typically gravitated toward in traits for the offensive lineman. He's less physically traitsy, a little bit more of a high floor type player. But the fact that you're going to play him at right tackle, you do have to afford him as somebody who's evaluating the player and evaluating the situation, you do have to afford him a little bit of grace. He's two games into to playing at right tackle in the NFL. He played left tackle in week one, uh, a little bit of grace to get his feet wet and settled and, and kind of acclimate to those responsibilities of playing uh, and, and flipping your muscle memory uh, versus what you've been used to for effectively your entire collegiate career on one of the biggest stages available with the Notre Dame fighting Irish dolphins fans. If you are not taking me up on this tip, I don't know what to tell you, but we have an incredible app for anyone who buys gas. It's called get upside and listeners of this show are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free get upside app in the app store or Google play right now and use promo code touchdown and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back. There's no cash. The cash gets added right into your account. You can transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card such as Amazon or other brands at any time. Download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. The Dolphins uh, 
got hit between the eyes for the third straight week with a, a tough injury. You know, week two, it was Raekwon Davis goes on IR. Week three, it's Tua Tungvaloa goes on IR. Week four, uh, it's Michael Dieter is going to go on IR. But for as bad as things have been, they are not as bad as what is going on in Indianapolis. <laughs> um, their injury report came out on Friday. And there are five starters that are going to be out in this matchup, in addition to starting wide receiver T.Y. Hilton, who's on IR and has not played at all this season. These are significant names. Quentin Nelson, arguably the best interior offensive lineman in all of football, out, ankle against the Dolphins. Right tackle, Braden Smith, foot slash thumb, he's out. Remember, the same draft class as Quentin Nelson. Cornerback, Rocky Sin, ankle, out. Safety, Kari Willis, groin, out. 2021 first round pick, Quiddy Pay, hamstring, out. These are big time losses for Indianapolis, who is already kind of dealing with the injury bug. You consider Carson Wentz, and Wentz has uh, two sprained ankles. Uh, Jack Doyle, the tight end. Listed as questionable for this game. Eric Fisher bounced back from uh, us being unavailable at the start of the season. He's now available, uh, but he did not play well for the Colts in week three. Mark Lewinsky, questionable, did not participate in Friday's practice. He's their other starting guard. Jonathan Taylor, limited participant with a knee all week in practice. He's also questionable. So as you kind of overview what's going on with the Indianapolis Colts. This is a team that's 0-3. They've played some tough games. I will give them credit for sure. But it's a team that's 0-3. They are missing 25% of their starters on offense and defense for this football team. They're an indoor dome team coming south to play in South Florida with a quarterback who is 3-11 in his last 14 starts, is known for taking sacks and making bad decisions from a ball security perspective. If the Dolphins don't win this football game, I am going to be highly concerned. And the chatter from the other side of the fence is, well, the Dolphins' run defense is no good. Run the ball at him. Run Jonathan Taylor and Nike Hines 35 times. I hope you do. I did because I don't foresee that being without Quentin Nelson, with Eric Fisher still struggling to get his feet underneath of him, with a banged up starting right guard and your right tackle out. I do not think the Colts have enough horsepower, pun intended, if you'd like to give me credit for that. I don't think they have enough horsepower up front to win the battle in the trenches. Uh, and especially the conversation that was had with the Dolphins this week was, guys, the Raiders got a couple big runs on you down the stretch because you didn't execute your responsibility. This was not a physical skill issue for the Dolphins. This was a discipline issue for the Dolphins. We also understand that, that Brian Flores coach teams, and this is our year, year three of it, uh, get better as the season goes. Uh, as they better understand the DNA of their team, 
and what their players are capable of executing uh, on any given year. And that does change year to year. You know, it's not a Xerox. You can't copy paste and expect to get the same results. But I think the coaching point that week is, you know, just do your job. Don't try to do too much. Don't get cute. Don't be bouncing in and out of gaps. Do your job. And if the Colts are dealing with a banged up Jonathan Taylor and are missing two starters, potentially three on the offensive line, if their formula to win this football game is to run the ball, I kindly invite you to run the ball because Zach Sealer up front, Christian Wilkins up front, Emmanuel Agba up front. These guys, and you could excuse my French, I'll make the donation to the swear jar, whatever I need to do. They've been kicking ass up front individually. Those individual talents have been winning a lot of one-on-one matchups through the first three weeks of the year. In both phases, obviously, Sealer and Wilkins are tied for second in the NFL and run stuffs through three weeks. Um, so if you want to, Jonathan Taylor's not somebody who's going to consistently get outside on you. I will say whoever is the other edge defender, whether it's Jalen or Rand Ginkle, got to have a big game. You got to show up in a big way and you got to make sure that you are maintaining outside contain against whoever these tight ends are that you're potentially dealing with in the run game, because that is the one spot where if Jonathan Taylor gets outside on you, that can hurt you. I would like to think that Miami offensively in this football game, since uh, we just got done talking about the implications of the defense uh, can come out and they can identify who these players are that are stepping in, for Rocky Sin and Kari Willis. The Colts, generally speaking, have a pretty solid roster from top to bottom. Uh, I have a great deal of respect. I know I said this on the crossover with uh, Locked On Colts. I have a great deal of respect for what Chris Ballard has been able to build. But the one spot that I do think the Colts are a little soft is in the secondary. Uh, Kenny Rhodes or Kenny Moore, excuse me, and Xavier Rhodes are the other two incumbent starters. Um, Rhodes is an older corner. I would expect he's probably going to catch a lot of Devontae Parker. Kenny Moore, uh, when we talked with Lockdown Colts on Thursday, actually they said Kenny Moore is off to his worst start of his career. And if Kari Willis is out, then the safeties available to the Colts are Julian Blackman, who is a young stud, third-round pick from 2020, Andrew Sandejo and George Odom. I'm going to read the entire secondary available to the Colts. And I understand it's Jacoby Brissett. I understand you got to block him up up front. But if we're not including Harry Willis and Rocky Sin in the Colts depth chart, their cornerback room is Xavier Rhodes, Kenny Moore, Isaiah Rogers, and Bo Pete Keats. Excuse me, I forgot Anthony Chesley. And their safeties, as mentioned, are Julian Blackman, George Odom, and Andrew Sandejo. If you can't get after that up front or in the, on the back end with all of the speed that you've invested, I'm going to have some questions. And this, this cannot be a, well, we're going to take what the defense gives us. They're playing us soft because they don't 
respect our ability to go vertical um, and they don't respect our ability to create after the catch. Gets into what we talked about earlier in the week. You have gone out and bought a bunch of sports cars. Don't take it out on backcountry roads with the miles per hour being 25. Get out on the highway and stretch the legs and go get them. Take the shots that you took in the fourth quarter when you had to against the, the Colts or against the Raiders. Because you know what? If you take a deep shot and it gets intercepted deep downfield, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be a punt. And you know what a punt is equivalent to? What happens when you go run, run, pass short of the sticks and you got fourth and two and you punt the ball anyway? At least you gave yourself a shot to get DPI or hit a big play down the field. And I know I'm preaching the choir for a lot of Dolphins fans who feel the same way. I hope you all feel the same way about Built Bar that we do here on Locked On Dolphins. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like candy bar. These things are top of the first round. They're high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar, 100% chocolate on all their bars. They are absolutely delicious. They're like eating a candy bar. So whether you want something to grab and go, I threw a couple in my bag to, to when I was driving up to the airport to fly down here. Uh, I'm going to stop somewhere and see if I can find any while I'm down here and on my travels. Uh, so that way I can pregame appropriately. Right now, you can visit BillBar.com, use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. It's BillBar.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. So the Michael Dieter loss hurts. Uh, but I think if you look at the net for week four specifically, this is a net exchange in players who will not dress that benefits the Dolphins. I don't think anybody can argue that. So we're going to amend our scheduled prediction. Um, I'm looking at this football game. I'm looking at the players the Colts don't have. I'm looking at the players the Dolphins don't have. I'm looking at the home field advantage. I'm looking at the fact that we're still assuming they're wearing throwbacks. Honoring Coach Shula on Saturday. Give me 24-13 Miami. Dolphins dub. If you're going to be at the game, please don't feel uh, shy. Reach out. Had a bunch of you guys reach out already about potential tailgates during the day on Sunday, which I would absolutely love to rub elbows with you guys. I'm going to take as many of you guys up on the opportunity to meet up, talk a little football as possible. Uh, so don't be shy. I'm at grinding the tape or at locked on fins with a pH. So reach out. Let me know you're going to be at the game and uh, let's link up. Let's meet. Let's talk a little Dolphins football. This is Kyle Krabs. Appreciate everybody listening to the show. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Let's go get a dub. Hoping to talk to you guys with a victory Monday coming up sooner rather than later. So let's get dialed in. Let's go get this dub against the Colts. And let's restart the season at week five and go from there. Fins up.